Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you here at the NovaCare Complex on this Thursday, the Thursday when the schedule is released. You'll hear that at 8 o'clock. Check out PhiladelphiaEagles.com, as well as our social media channels, our official team app. And if you don't subscribe, please do so to the Eagles Update, a great source for a quick morning refreshment, a morning update, if you will, on the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll have all of that at 8 o'clock. The Eagles schedule 2022. Can't wait to see what it looks like and what the fans' reaction to it is. A lot of prominent games, opponents, Eagles really in the mix there. In the NFC East, a division where there has been no repeat winner since the Eagles from 2003-2004. It's amazing. Dallas Cowboys, the defending NFC East champions. Who will win it in 2022? All right, let's get to this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We're going to continue to meet the draft class for the Philadelphia Eagles. And in this episode, we'll meet three of the players. The first, well, I mean... Rarely has a third-round pick gained so much acclaim. Many thought that Nicobe Dean would be picked in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. Why wouldn't he? All-American from University of Georgia, national champion, best defensive player on the best defensive team. But somehow, when the Eagles were selecting at number 81 overall in this draft, Dean's name was still on the board. The Eagles quickly remedied that by selecting him. And now we get to sit down one-on-one and exclusive with Eagles linebacker N'Kobe Dean. The NFL life begins for the Eagles rookie class of 2022 right here at the NovaCare Complex. And I've got Eagles third-round draft pick linebacker N'Kobe Dean with me, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Welcome to Philadelphia. How's day one? Man, day one's good. You know, it's my first time in Philly. Been here for a couple hours, but... Everybody's uh, nice, you know. Everybody's nice. I'm, I'm liking the vibe of everybody. I love it. Um, you're starting over. You're, you're now a rookie. Mm-hmm. They're gonna make you be a rookie. You know, you have to yeah. do things. I think you probably have to sing the, the Georgia fight song, right? <laughs> At some point, how, that's a, one of the most popular fight songs in all of America. Yeah. How does I forget how it goes again? <laughs> you gotta wait to see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was gonna try. <laughs> Nicole, no, seriously though, like, how do you reestablish yourself? And, and you know. Harkening back maybe to your freshman mm-hmm. days at Georgia and just kind of be yourself. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's uh, work, you know. Uh, you come in, you got to work. You got to prove to everybody that you uh, here to work. You're here to uh, do what the team need to win. So it, that's, that is what it is. You know, I'm trying to, my uh, thing when I was a freshman, because I remember my first uh, semester as my fr- freshman year, I didn't know nobody. Like, I, I was going to the training room every day, didn't, didn't know nobody's name. So... My my thing is try to get everybody's name and learn everybody's name. Uh, so th- this, I'm just asking everybody their name, and I hope hopefully by give me a week or two, I have everybody's <laughs> name down. Are you, you're not a shy guy though. You don't seem you seem very very friendly, very right. extroverted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I wasn't like that when I first got to Georgia, but uh, I definitely I'm definitely uh, able to talk and communicate with people. You know, getting to know people is just definitely people from different areas of the world, you know, because uh, me being from Mississippi, I've never been this far north. So it's like just just getting to talk to people and know how they grew up and everything, you know, it's interesting to me. Was it intimidating when you were 
17, 18 year olds, uh, years old at Georgia at first? Intimidating? No. Socially uh, intimidating? Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I wasn't a big social guy, like as far as talking. So one of the reasons I went to Georgia is because I, I knew I had to open up more. I knew me going six hours away from home where I don't know nobody and no, no family lives near me, I was going to have to talk and, uh, and open up a little bit more to teammates and social life and everything like that. So um, that was one of the reasons I did. So it, I, I guess it was a little intimidating. On the field, we see this really vocal guy, this really aggressive personality-driven guy. Is that just natural for you? Uh, when it comes to football, yes. Uh, as far as the, the intensity I bring, you know, just, it's just me being passionate, passionate about the game. You know, when I'm passionate about it, it's easy for me to uh, be high energy. It's interesting because you know you hear some guys who don't play with that passion. Does that blow your mind that there are guys who would not have the same passion as you? <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say blow my mind. You know, different strokes with different folks. But <laughs> for me. Um, you know, for me, I feel like the game is supposed to be played with passion. You're supposed to play going 100 miles per hour. You're supposed to play with passion. You're supposed to celebrate things like that. You know, that's the only way. You know, make it fun. You know, the day, the day that they have me stop playing with passion and celebrating, uh, and you know, celebrating my teammates and what they do is the day I stop playing. Uh, Georgia, amazing career, national champions. What will you remember years from now about those days? I mean, other than. The, the national championship and winning, I, it'd probably be the relationships, you know. Uh, like I said, one of the reasons I came to Georgia was to uh, open up more. And, you know, I feel like that's one of the most proud things I am leaving Georgia is the relationships I was able to build just because I was able to open up more and talk to people more. So I feel like the relationships. What will it be like for you, Nicobe? I'm sure you've talked to guys who've mm -hmm. come to the NFL. What do they tell you about that transition from, look, you did it from high school to college. What's the transition from college to the NFL. What's the most difficult part? Probably the um, attention to detail. You know, everything, uh, just like from high school to college, the attention to detail went up. From college to the pros, the attention to detail can go up some more. You know, and it, uh, everything is more is under more of a uh, significant microscope. Is that something that you embrace? Uh, it is. It yeah. is. You know, I feel like I'm a, I'm a detail-oriented person, you know, just because it's a small thing, you know, doing a lot of small things. Help, uh, help you. You know, at Georgia, we was it was real structured. Uh, everything we did, so it was uh, everything was uh, did done to a standard. You know, and and I feel like I'm gonna carry that standard because it's not only the standard at Georgia; it was a standard I had in myself, and that won't change. But Kobe, you have, you've got drafted on Friday night. Saturday, we did an event with Eagles fans. Um, have you received a lot of love from Eagles fans since the draft? Well, you know, I. I mean, I haven't been on my social media much because it's kind of been going crazy. But, yeah, I have. You know, uh, I have uh, the, the little things I have. You know, for what everybody tell me, you know, Eagles fans are uh, some of the most passionate fans ever. So, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to that, you know, from from the good and the bad standpoint. Yeah, hold me accountable. I'm ready for it. Oh, you're ready for it? You want, you want to be held accountable by the fans? I mean. I love that. I want to hear that. I mean, how Georgia fans were. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, what's the first day like as a Philadelphia Eagle in the building? I mean, it's great. You know, I'm taking it all in. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to get to work. Uh, ready to meet meet with Coach to go over some more plays. So once I'm done with all this, uh, done with all, you know, the... Um, the hype? Yeah, the, <laughs> the little things, then we can get the ball. I'm yeah. ready for that. Nicobe, are you somebody who, you know, you can see it, you can hear it, and you learn it really quickly? Is that the kind of learner you are? Uh, for the most part, if, I, if I'm able to do it and step into it like a walkthrough or something, I feel like that's the best way to learn. But I'm, I'm, I feel like 
I can learn any type of way as long as I'm uh, writing notes down and, and actually being an active listener. I can learn. Are you ready for the challenge of being on the Philadelphia Eagles and making this roster? I am. I am. I'm ready for it. You know, uh, ready or not, it's here. So, right. But I'm ready. All right, Kobe Dean, thank you so much. Uh, next time, maybe the fight song, or maybe that's just not for me and you. Thanks so much for joining Kobe Dean in studio here at the Novacare Complex. Definitely. The Eagles then did not select until round number six, and in that round, they took two players. The first, a speedy linebacker, edge rusher, special teamer from Kansas, Kyron Johnson, interesting guy, wants to make a mark on special teams. Very productive in college, ran extremely well at the Senior Bowl, and here he is, a Philadelphia Eagle. Added to a remarkably turned over Eagles linebacker crew. So let's meet him one-on-one with Kyron Johnson. On Saturday in round six of the 2022 NFL Draft, the Eagles selecting from the University of Kansas linebacker Kyron Johnson. He joins me, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, at the Novacare Complex on Thursday, day one in Philly. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad <laughs> to see you. I, I saw you on, on Zoom a few days ago. Uh-huh. Uh, what's what's the week been like for you? i uh, just been the usual, just leading up to this, just trying to stay in shape and getting ready for rookie minicamp for the most part. So You're like the usual, like you've been drafted before. No, no, no. 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 I, I'm not, not like that, but just more in the lines of staying in shape. Let me say that. Was it really an emotional Saturday? Like, were Saturday and Sunday, as you look back, kind of incredible days? I would say that it was just like a, not a breaking point in life, but more of more on the lines of a new chapter in life. And it was just like this is the start of a, a like, not a new life, but just a I don't know how to say it, but more on the lines of a amped life. Let me say that. It's a new it's life. The, I would say it's the NFL. It's the National Football League. And not, and not a lot of people are able to, like, showcase their talent in the NFL. But I'm one of those people. And so with that, it was, yeah, it was emotional. But it's also, it humbled me as well because I'm one of those dudes who always looked at it as an underdog. And so I'm just humbled to be here. I'm happy to be here. It's a world of taking a 22, 23-year-old young man into a league of grown men who are desperate for their jobs, right? I think that's such an interesting um, idea. Like, you have to project how you're going to fit in against a lot of experienced people. Have you gotten any kind of advice from maybe friends or former teammates who've, who've gone that route? Uh, I got some that's just telling me the same thing. Just be humble. Stay humble to what you're used to. And just, like, don't try to act like a chauvinistic prick. Excuse you. my language, but right. you know how I say You're not privileged. Yeah, no privilege don't, don't be that diva. Mm-hmm. So that's how I am. I'm just a humble person. So for the fans who don't know, when you come into Philly, um, what is the first day like? What are you doing? Oh, it's just a bunch of... Just the usual. They're scanning your helmets and, like, cleats and just just the usual. They say that the NFL is really, really fast, like the pace of everything super fast. Is that kind of, are you that kind of person? You're like a quick adapter to things? I am. Uh, I'm just used to everything. I'm used to change, and let me say that, because, like I said, I, I come from a school where I had, like, four head coaches, four, like, eight or ten position coaches, and so it's just like I'm... I'm adaptive, let me say that. That is that's incredible. Yeah. Did it did it hold you back, do you think? No, I think it actually excelled me in some places and in most places, let me say that, because it helps me to just get adjusted with change, basically. So Interesting. Have you ever been to Philly in your life? No, never been to Philly. Are you, did you, uh, you going to look around when you get time to do so? I, mean, I, I know it's all football right now. Yeah, I say, I'm, I'm going to look around. I know my parents said they was going to come up here and actually try to bug the crap out of me so yeah oh i like that yeah um kyron let's talk about you and, and just 
for the Eagles fans who haven't followed you in Kansas, at Kansas, what made you get to that level of being drafted? What what was like the moment that kind of you know you took off as a football player? Is there one moment? It, or was I, it gradual? It, I say it was more gradual because it was just like I always just worked and just worked and kept my head down and worked, and so it was just like more on the lines of just gradually getting to where I want to be. You're a speed guy, but you're a linebacker. You can't win with just speed alone in the NFL, right? Like, it's technique, it's going to be toughness, it's going to be being physical, all that combined, right? Mm -hmm. Special teams part of your, your DNA? That's a main part of my DNA, because I, 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 ever since, like, 2017 and 2018, me and this other dude named Emmanuel Moore, we used to be the menaces on uh, special teams. <laughs> we used to always be the ones running down, causing havoc, and so you always... that's. I, I want to be on special teams. That's the main thing for me. That's the interesting part about it, because a lot of guys don't want to be on special teams. What is it about it that you like? I like the physicality. I like the fact that you can, there ain't no rules, really, when it comes to, like, special teams. You're free. Go, go take out your angle on somebody. Just go do you. Go get the football. Yeah. Kyron Johnson in Philadelphia to go get the football. Hey, man, nice to see you in person. Yes. Good luck with everything. Enjoy rookie minicamp, and welcome to Philadelphia. Thank you. Thank you. Later in that sixth round, the Eagles selecting from SMU a tight end who's got quite a story. A highly recruited player coming out of college, attended Oklahoma, where he was a teammate of, yes, Jalen Hurts, then had some concussion problems, sat out for a year, eventually made his way to SMU and had a terrific season in 2021. He says he's healthy. And that means at about 242 pounds, still a long way to go physically to get ready for the NFL level, the Eagles selecting Grant Calcaterra, who has, they say, the scouts, the ability to get open in the pass game. Tight end. His idol? Well, let's hear it. One-on-one -on -one with Grant Calcaterra. It's been quite a journey for tight end Grant Calcaterra from Oklahoma SMU is where he played his college football last year, and now he's a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's here to talk about it with me, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Grant, welcome to Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, first day in the NovaCare complex. How are things going? Yeah. Oh, it's been great. Yeah, it's been a kind of a busy day, just seeing everything, meeting a bunch of people, but it's been good. Is it really fast already? Yeah, I mean, I've just been moving around all day. Yeah, definitely a little bit of an adjustment, but like I said, really excited to be here. Grant, we talked on Saturday on Zoom. Um, your family was totally rowdy. Yeah. Okay. Having a great time. Yeah. What was the weekend like after that? Uh, it was great. I mean, kind of celebrated uh, that night. Uh, Sunday kind of relaxed. And then Monday just kind of met with the coaches and stuff and started getting ready for this weekend. Initial thoughts on, like, are you, a, are you that kind of learner that it really you absorb stuff really quickly? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say I have a, I have a high football IQ and can kind of learn fast. Um, I mean, obviously, it's something that I've been, you know, focusing on this last week, just, you know, wanting to get in and adapt as fast as possible. In retrospect, was the draft and all the process, all the questions, all the workouts, everything you dreamed about? I guess. I mean, it was really stressful. It was a long process. Draft day was a long day. Um, but, I mean, when it's all said and done, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, I feel like it's a great, a great fit for me and just really excited to get going. The way you've moved around in your career, the way you gave up the game, we talked about it briefly on Saturday, the appreciation that you have for being in this position. I mean, it yeah. really must make you feel great about kind of the decisions you've made along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, 
it gives me a whole new perspective, uh, a perspective that you know no other you know new draft guy has, and uh, I think it kind of sets me apart from a lot of guys, and um, you know just my willingness and um, my passion to be successful and you know win and, and play for a long time. I think is different from other people, so um, you know I'm really grateful for my for my journey. Is the passion deeper, more intense? Having been away from the game for for a year? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's you know it's cliche like you'd never know how much you appreciate something until it's gone, and so um, I definitely have a, a a greater appreciation for football. Last year, SMU. Um, did you did you get right back into it quickly? Was there did it take time to knock off rust? Uh, no, not really. Um, I kind of remember my first practice, kind of being like, oh, how's this gonna go? But you know, I had a good practice, was able to have a good spring ball. Um, so I, I think I picked it up fast. Um, you know, I've been doing it for so long, it just kind of comes natural at that point. Fill in this, this sentence, end the sentence. To excel at tight end in the NFL, Grant Calcaterra must do what? Uh, be versatile. I think that's a, a sign of any, any good tight end is being able to do a little bit of everything. I think besides the quarterback uh, on offense, the tight end needs to know, you know more than anybody else. And so uh, it's important that you know you can be a good guy in the film room, you know, pick up on things, uh, get better that way. And then on the field, you need to be able to run routes and, and block. So um, I think you need to be versatile to be a good tight end in the NFL. It's that blocking part that, that tight ends don't really yeah. seem to love. You embrace that? Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I did a lot more at SMU uh, than I did at Oklahoma. And I, you know, I embrace it. I like that part of the game. I think it's important. So, you know, whatever I can do to help my team be successful, I'm going to do. So what advice have you gotten along the way here to to make it in the NFL? Just kind of be a sponge. I think rookie year, everybody talks about, you know, it's kind of, it can kind of be stressful and, you know, it's an adjustment. And so just kind of be a sponge, you know, soak everything in, uh, you know, try to learn every day, try to improve every day. So I'm just kind of trying to take it day by day. Are there tight ends throughout your life that you've watched and said, I really love the way that guy plays? Yeah, honestly, a guy that I've watched since I was young was uh, Zach Ertz. You know, obviously he played here, and um, I just loved his style of play. Uh, I feel like him and I have some similarities. You know, I try to model my game after him a little bit, and so um, he's definitely a guy who I've watched for a long time. So how would you describe that? You model your game after him. What stylistically stands out? I just, I just feel like uh, the way that him and I run routes and create separation is, is kind of similar. Um, you know, he's not, you know, humongous, you know, 6'6", 265, you know, a bruising guy. And that's, I'm not that way either. Um, but, you know, he gets the job done. He's, he's been successful, you know, his whole career. And so um, I try to, you know, take, uh, you know, bits of his game and try to uh, add it into mine. You are taking this step into the unknown. Um, exciting? Nerve-wracking? Nerve How would you describe it? Yeah, I think a little bit of everything. I think more just excited, um, you know, going into a new situation is kind of, you know, takes an adjustment, but I'm really excited to be here and, um, you know, I couldn't think of a better situation for me. Have your parents said, hey, we'll, we'll see you in Philly soon? Uh, no. <laughs> they'll, uh, I know they'll be out for games and stuff um, when they can, but, yeah, they're, they, I mean, they know my dad uh, has been to Philadelphia and he, you know, loves it and so um, excited for them to come out. It's a really interesting long. room here, you know, with with Dallas, who's established and, then some Jack who's in his second year. I mean, you're going to yeah. get kind of a little bit of everything from all of it. I guess that's why being a sponge is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of a lot of talent in the room and a lot of good players. Uh, I haven't gotten to meet everybody, but um, uh, everybody talks about, you know, how you know how it's a great room, and I think that's important. So 
just really excited to get in and learn from those guys. Great. Grant, best yeah. of luck. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Welcome to Philadelphia. Thank Grant Calcaterra in for the Eagles rookie minicamp this weekend. In this episode's Extra Point, we take a look ahead to May 21st. It is the biggest day of the offseason off the field for the Philadelphia Eagles, an organization-wide effort to continue to fight autism. So many of us have been touched by autism directly, indirectly in our lives. And the executive director of the Eagles Autism Foundation for the Eagles is named Ryan Hammond. She joins me here. The event the event that we're all talking about, Eagles Autism Challenge, is on May 21st. It happens at Lincoln Financial Field. It's a bike, it's a walk, it's an awareness, it's raising money to combat autism. And Ryan is committed to it, and the Eagles are committed to it. And as we've learned, so is the community. Ryan Hammond, May 21st is the big day. The Eagles... Autism Challenge returns. Tell me how things are going and tell me how things will be going. We're going to expect great weather and the fans are going to be pumped up for this. Dave, we are so excited for this milestone year. It's just unbelievable to think, you know, five years ago, we launched this initiative coming off the Super Bowl with a goal really to raise funds for autism. And here we are in 2022. We've, you know, it'll be announced at the event, but we've surpassed raising $15 million at that point. And it's really a testament to our fans, the community, everyone coming out, registering for this event, being a participant, whether they're you know, in the Wawa Junior Shorty 10-mile, 30-mile, 50-mile, the Freedom Pay 5K, they are meeting their fundraising goals. They're leveraging their networks and just really amazing leaders in this community that, you know, we couldn't be where we are today without their support. But obviously, you know, with this being the vision of Jeffrey Lurie that started, you know, obviously EAC year one, and here we are, Eagles Autism Foundation, and operating 365 days in the community, it's just incredible to think that, where we, you know, what we've accomplished thus far, but I can't wait to see what's ahead. I really think the cool part is how everybody really connects. It's, it's not just the players or the coaches or the organization. The fans really get involved and everybody comes together. Is that like, and everybody recognizes, Ryan, that we can all make a difference. And I think that's what drives this and that's what makes it a success. Agreed? You're absolutely right. I think, you know, we have eagles everywhere, right? We have fans from all over the world, and it's demonstrated through the support. We've had, you know, 30,000 donors from over 30 countries around the world support this initiative. But I think it's finding that meaningful connection for the team. So whether you're personally impacted by autism or you just really want to join our entire organization to transform the lives of others, whatever your motivation, this has really become the event for you. So knowing that unlike many organizations, we give one 100% of every single dollar rate. So you know that you participated in 2018. We can point back to what project you funded and what outcome has arisen from that project. So I think that's really strong when you're thinking about, you know, a very competitive space of where should I give my philanthropy and to know the Eagles are very good stewards of it and that every dollar is meant to make a difference. Ryan, how are the numbers, the number of participants, the, the contributions thus far from the corporate sector uh, and then for those who may not have already signed up, how can they do so between now and May 21st? 
So our numbers are growing every day. We are approaching 3,000 participants. So again, we've seen, you know, hundreds of people sign up just even in the last week. So the great news is you can still register. We actually have a code available, EAC22, and that'll give you 50% off your registration code. And you'll be able to participate on not only May 21st, but our kickoff party on May 20th. So a great dinner to celebrate you coming out. And then the night before, really just to get you energized for whatever level you're participating in on Saturday. And then joining us for that post-race celebration. So meeting your favorite Eagles players. I guarantee there will be many of our fans updating their profile pictures that day with a memory or a moment from that day shared with one of our members of our team or our coaching staff. So it's just an incredible opportunity, you know, whether you're an Eagles fan or generally you're just a good person who wants to make a difference in the lives of others. This is really an event for you. And starting at Lincoln Financial Way and ending crossing the finish line in the stadium, it's just really a culmination of everyone's hard work and commitment in celebration with our organization um, to really just the accomplishment is just unanticipated to know that we've been able to, like I said, surpass $15 million since 2018. This year, we're, um, we're over $3 million and counting. We'll obviously unveil the number at the event. And fundraising continues through May 31st. So even if you're just getting on board now, you still have time to reach out to your network, to ask them to support this initiative with you. And, you know, ultimately, together, we're changing lives. $15 million. Amazing. Definitely everybody who takes part making a difference in the world. It's fantastic. It must be so gratifying to you that everybody is rallied around to make such a difference. It really is. And to know that we funded 31 research projects, 32 community grants. So you have research with this aspiration for a change in, in the future, right? A development, a new treatment, um, new pharmacological support. And then you have our community grants that's really helping families in real time. We funded translators over the pandemic when we shifted to telemedicine so families didn't lose their services. We funded employment opportunities and self-advocacy projects. So it's just, again, to know that every dollar is making an investment in Philadelphia and beyond that can create a brighter future for families through our research and just a better today with the access to care that we're able to do through our community grants. It's about having great partners and, and most importantly, people aligned with our mission that share in that wanting to help the community be a better place to be side by side that day and know that really we can accomplish anything together. That'll do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks to all of you for joining each and every episode. Thanks to Peter Kelly for putting it all together so beautifully. Ray Doyle for his work as well. We're back with more next week. The Eagles offseason program continues, so we'll dip into that and talk to some of the veterans. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go Birds! E-A-T-L-E!